0: Welcome to the Retail Tea Break. Each week, I'll be joined by industry experts, retailers, and product creators to decode the myths, share knowledge, and give you a better insight into the industry. My aim, as always, is to empower retailers and product creators to reach their potential. So grab your cup of tea, sit back, relax, and listen in. My name is Melissa Moore, and this is the Retail Tea Break. Today, I am joined by someone who has worked within the customer experience, the consumer behavior part of the industry for years she's someone that right now is sitting the other side of the world so i am thrilled to have her here this morning on the retail tea break christiane ross you're very welcome oh my god thank you so much melissa for inviting me and i'm i always love uh, i love
1: tea so a tea break is perfect i'm very happy yay very happy to be to to join you today on this monday morning uk time and yes it's uh, 3 p.m here in hong kong
0: Wow, wow, wow. It's so nice. And I have to say, just before recording this, any of you watching us on YouTube will see that Christiane is in this amazing apartment in Hong Kong and she just moved the camera and the skyscape is phenomenal. So I'm really delighted to have you with me today. So before we start, in the time it takes to boil a kettle, which actually is about two minutes, tell me a bit about yourself and the business that you're in right now sure sure so i am in short i am from brazil originally
1: from brazil but i've always been very fascinated by different cultures and very entrepreneurial and always loved the english language so i wanted to learn english and uh, i've always been fascinated with what drives people like what motivates people to do whatever whether it's to to shop to buy this to study so i managed to study abroad and then started my career in um actually my first job out of college was working for Dell Computers in their headquarters in Round Rock in Texas, selling over the phone. And uh, and so you didn't have a face-to-face, but then my career has since, you know, it's been many, many years, have evolved. But uh, one thing that, one thread that has remained common is my curiosity and my passion for understanding consumer behavior. And that has actually served me really well throughout my career. Um, and I have been in Hong Kong now over 14 years, and I've started uh, working with a consumer, well, with a retailers in luxury brands, as well as banking, retail banking, and sports brands like Adidas, for example. And it was always understanding, again, consumer engagement, um, understanding what drives, how can we increase basket size? And then I fell as most of us do into focus more in customer experience but still bringing that component of the retail side into it and that's basically where i'm at um, and i did set up a company called spark consulting exactly to help more business with that bringing that that bringing that uh, spark back to their business uh, interactions
0: I love, I love the business name. And I think it absolutely sums up what consumers right now want and also what the likes of retailers and other businesses need. It's adding that spark. It's making them different from all the other businesses out there. Love it, really, really you. <laughs> so commit. take me back then to that first role, because as you say, it wasn't face-to-face, but it was still selling. You know, you were selling obviously a business-to-business, I presume, as opposed to in a retail setting. But that's got to be something different. How did that spark, to use your word, how did that spark your interest in, you know, customer experience and consumer behavior?
1: Well, so for Dell, yeah, I was, I
0: did, it was actually a small business. So
1: it was B2B, but a small mom and shop, like small business. There were probably some like your clients that start slow and then they grow. Right. And. Um, and you know what? You had a cube and you literally you're sitting on your cube and you're taking, on your, on your headsets and, you, and you're taking calls. Um, and it was very clear from the beginning I had to learn how to listen. Very, because consumers, the clients would be calling and some of them, they weren't sure what they needed. Uh, so my role was over the phone. There was no videos back then. It wasn't a video call. It was to develop. Uh, a report quickly over the phone, uh, develop earn their trust, and then do an assessment, ask questions to qualify, to prepare and see what can I offer you that was going to help. Now, one thing that at least for me, I'm very, I'm, I'm very, I've always been very passionate about and very through is I don't oversell, meaning sure, you want to upsell customers, but is this something that's going to serve you? So from that, actually, I managed to get a lot of my business with Dell were referrals. I started one customer that then would refer. Literally, they would give my extension to their friends to call me because I wasn't trying to sell you a you know, crazy expensive computer, a desktop, a laptop, and a fancy printer. I was selling something that according to what you said and for what you were going to use. So again, those... Now that we know, as I reflect back, those were a bit of um, early days of understanding what drives, you know, and it's basically be curious, be show interest in your customers, um, because that's how and and serve them from your heart, not just sound too fluffy, but it's so true. And mind you, I've also worked, I've waited tables before, I've worked in shops, like real retail shops from something simple as a simple, like good sports, uh, a normal store as well as to a fancy, fancy luxury brand. And the, 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 the commonalities of human behavior are the same. People want to be listened. The people want to know that you're paying attention to them. They love sharing what it is. If you ask some questions, they will start talking about themselves. And I think that is the key basics of a, a proper selling, a proper customer experience, a proper experience of how do you engage consumer, how do you engage your clients. You know, when they know that you are paying attention, yeah, and they will trust you.
0: I think that's really, really powerful what you said there that it's not about the hard sell, it's about actually selling in a way that you want them to come back. So whether it's them, their self, or another computer or a printer or it's their friends and their family. There's the business model. That's how you keep your business growing. And that's how you ensure that people keep coming back. Because as you said, it's that emotional connection. You've listened, you've given them what they want, but you haven't oversold. You're not being pushy. You're not giving them more than they need. You're actually treating them on that human level like a friend or a family member to ensure that the product is the right fit for their needs. Correct, correct. And I think sometimes the other point is really,
1: um, look, and again, I am from Brazil. I worked in Brazil selling. Literally, I worked at a boutique. I worked in uh, F&B. And then I lived in the U.S. for nine and a half years. I worked in the U.S. with a, you know, with a, north american customers and then back to brazil and then i moved to asia and one thing that i also going to add is you it's important that you pay attention to the subliminal nuances of each customer so even though even for your audience right you are in, in ireland and maybe you're even though I think people may think well but we everybody's from the same area it's no big deal but people are different you you know they not everybody fits exactly your own box. So whether I be living there and I'm from another country, another part of the country, that also is going to change my own dynamics and the way I relate. So, yeah, and I think once once the that's the beauty of like um uh, instead of being trained that I, I you know instead of train your staff to sell, you a few things I feel that hire people or at least discover what's the drive that that passion on your on your staff or in yourself and then when you share that with them that's going to sort of like stimulate them better to communicate and to engage with your clients right whether it's somebody just popping in to check maybe I don't know maybe they just sell homemade candles beautiful and if you start come on do you really does everybody really need a candle no but if you start asking what's it what's it behind it's Oh, I like, you know, it's it's about the emotional. People like to come home and they light up a candle, it calms them. Or they like this, this fragrance, they want something energetic. So that's, those are the questions that you, if you, if I'm a shop person, if I'm the shopkeeper or if I'm the this, this, the, the retail uh, staff, yeah. as I start asking those questions, it'll be much easier for me to show that I care, I'm really interested in how can I help you? And So when I make a recommendation, it doesn't seem that I'm pushing the most expensive products in the store, you know?
0: I love that idea. And again, it's bringing it back to the emotional connection to almost make the customer feel like you really are there to support them. It's not about selling a product or a service. It's about supporting them. What other kind of nuances or what other trends have you seen throughout your kind of global career, I suppose? Um, well, the,
1: the I, I said the one that unifies us all is really that everybody people like to be connected, they like to be part of a community, they like to know that they've been heard. So sometimes whether it is, you know, when a when a if it's a shop in your neighborhood and you know it it's already has a little bit of a bus, people hear about, they want to be part of that crowd. So that sort of belonging is there. Um, with Dell, people wanted to buy from Dell because they heard of Dell. But then as you move to other, um, uh, even products, even different products and services, you know, that sense of belonging is there. But the most, the one, the another thing that is very universal is, as I said from the beginning is, you know, uh, people buy, number one, people buy from people. Um, even if you're buying online, you're buying from a company, there's something behind that, right? Behind that name. But number two is really that uh, sense of it, being heard. You know, if I'm, a, if I'm in the, you can absolutely, once you earn that trust, so pay attention, lead with your heart, as in don't be so hard sell and pushy, even though, look, I, when I, I remember when I worked at this very fancy boutique in Austin, Texas, and it was uh, high-end brands, I was in commission. So sometimes you're like, gosh, you know, I understand sometimes a lot of the, you know, if you're staff, you really want to sell, you haven't met your quota for the day or for the week, but it's still important that you take a step back. Otherwise, your the, the consumers coming into the shop door they can smell if you're like desperate to to push something to them so I think the, the it goes back to that is just pay attention be curious be curious is so important and other than that I would say listen listen to what the customers are saying and then you'll be able to then propose things that because sometimes they will share they'll share things that you pick up oh there's oh are looking for, oh, I'm just looking for a dress. But as you ask more questions, it's actually, is the graduation of their granddaughter or their or their God's daughter or whatever. Or, oh, I'm just looking for a candle. Actually, it's not just a candle. When you ask the questions, there'll be hints that they will drop that you can make a hook and you can tie back your recommendation to what this, the emotional needs are behind what they're just telling you.
0: Fantastic. I love that tip. And it's these are such simple things. I think I'm seeing at the moment an awful lot of retailers or businesses are saying, oh, I need to spend money on this and I need to spend money on that. But actually, what you're talking about are the soft skills. These are things innately in us that, yeah, we can train and we can almost move the journey on with our teams internally. But from what you're saying, this is done for free this is not yes there might be an investment in training but this isn't a huge investment of tech or new or new stuff or new products that have to be given it's really soft yeah look I let's be honest. I mean, let's let's also keep in perspective. If you're talking about,
1: and I'm assuming you know, you have clients that are uh, still in brick and mortar, on regular shops, but then you also probably have clients that have an omnichannel. They probably have a website as well. or They're trying to push more sales through uh, a virtual platform. I think the principles still apply, even from a virtual um, a virtual platform. But uh, so to your point, I think look. Um, I always believe you need to remove the barrier. How can you lower the barrier for your consumers? If I come to the shop and it's such a drag, by the time I decide something, it takes forever for you to run me on the register and, and, and package or whatever, it's like 30 minutes later, I'm like, I really gotta go, just give me the bloody thing and I'll go. That's one, right? So how can you simplify the process? Similarly, and I'm, I know I'm simplified, but similarly, if you are on a, um, a, you have your e-shop, you have a virtual, you know, you have a website and you really want to drive more traffic, make it easier, make it easier for your consumers to do business with you, right? Um, and nowadays there are so many of the platforms that do make so, so going back to, to your point, I think if it is, if, yes, if it is about uh, actual physical shops, which quite frankly, I believe especially with the COVID times, more and more consumers are craving that. They actually are a lot
0: dying to go to the 100%. shop. 100%. I fully agree with you on this point. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: And I think as we lead that to Christmas or, you know, in the U.S., you you still have Thanksgiving and you get Black Friday. It's a huge retail time for, for uh, the, the retail area, the industry. And in, the, in, in your country, for example, I don't know if you guys have anything around, that air of Thanksgiving, but for sure, you're going to gear up for Christmas, right? Because I even saw you already had some tips for your clients on, on the big C uh, coming up. And I think being aware of those nuances, being aware that consumers are now, honestly, I feel that the level of expectations are a lot perhaps less critical and less picky on does the, does the product's gonna, this price range and has all these features, but more, I think they're more in, in, interact, more interested in placing a higher value in the human interaction to buy that product. Because let's face it, all the world, all of us have been forced so, to do most of our shopping online virtually, where you just click buttons, right? You go on, whether you go to Amazon or you buy from Etsy or, or any other Shopify store. But now if it is, Christmas, there is already that that um, emotional connection to it. You want to, whether you're buying just for yourself or you're buying to your family and your friends. And I think more than ever, this is a good opportunity to go back to basics. And by basics, I really mean, um, what why are you in this business? So if I were a retailer and I have a real shop, my, my investment would really be a engagement sessions or you call a training session, something that really, let's, Give your staff that key, not, don't overwhelm them, but like, guys, you know, let's serve from your heart. Really, with everybody that comes in, don't think about another uh, dollar sign, but in, or pound sign, but instead, or euro sign. But instead, think about they're coming in because they're curious, there's something that they're interested, something drew them, attracted them to come to our shop. Let's ask them, how are they feeling today? um who are they buying for who are they thinking of and again stabbing that emotion because for this season more than ever I think people will be like really craving that, that in, the human interaction so I think it's important to capitalize on that
0: I love that and actually that kind of preempts my next question so there's a really basic level in if you don't Talk about customer experience. If you don't look at consumer behavior of your customer as they buy from you, you've just given us some great tips out of the simple questions, the simple conversations to have with our staff and our team members to start getting them thinking about the emotional connection we should have with our customers. Where then do you go from that? I suppose, look, where I'm taking this in the old days, we would have had mystery shops. So you would have driven the training, you would have had the conversations, and then bang, you were hit with mystery shops. And you can probably hear from my voice, I almost tremble at that phrase mystery shop report, because for me over the years, it was almost a stick to beat you with. If you got 95% or you got 90%, it was it was always, well, what happened to the other five? What happened to the 10%? What did you do wrong? I know you have a very different take on this. And for many companies out there, they traditionally would still use mystery shop reports. How would you look at this differently? Look, I,
1: I am somebody, I do believe there is value in mystery shopping, exercises and mystery shopping uh, you know, processes. Um, but they only say, they only tell you one part of the story, and frankly, I think with the last 18, 24, 20 months that we've all had, I'm not sure I would do a mystery shopping at the moment. For so I wouldn't recommend that for any clients at the moment. I think right now is, uh, the reason is to your point about the care, you know, BT, the it's almost yeah. like, oh, see, your report came down this. You missed it. Well, how about let's focus on all the things that we got going on, right? Brilliant, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because now, maybe next year, as because again, the, the benchmark has changed, right? The, the Absolutely. Yeah. So if you do a mystery shopping now, you'd be like, well, you're compared to what? Well, compared to, that? well, let's not even talk about Christmas 2020 because there was, everybody was still in COVID and it was like, oh, so stressful. So I don't think it's a good start. Um, so I wouldn't really go in the mystery shop uh, exercise for now. I would, and, and I would go back to, when I say basics in, when it comes to selling and customer, a few things is customer experience very simply put it all the interactions your customer your potential audience has with your brand so if you're if your clients are putting advertising whether it's in the radio or in the on newspaper or banners how that what's a what's the Emotional connection, what's the expectations that they are setting up for their audience, that they are wishing to set it up for their audience? And then, is there anything, whether there is a hook for you, you know, click here to find out, get a 15% off or find out more, whatever, whatever, whatever call to action that they have. I think the next thing that I would be paying attention is does your site, does your call to action, when somebody do click on your banner or, or see your advertisement coming to your show or whatever it is that the action that you're want them to take, then what? Meaning, are you delivering on the expectations that you set up for your brand, right? If you, let's say if I I make bespoke um, coasters for, or, or cups, and I can say, you know, personalize with your name, happy birthday, mom, or merry Christmas, dad. Okay, if you, if you put beautiful images, uh, and then when they click on your, on your site, or they come by, okay, is that, or is it as quality, high quality as you have on your advertising? Can, is it easy for them to, to customize? So I think those are the things that I'll be paying attention is, A, what is, when you put your, when you, when you anything you put your word out there and you want to get consumers to pay attention to you, just making sure that you are congruent and consistent then in delivering the expectation that you're setting up. And then the other part would be, I always say this, I really believe everybody's in sale. Everybody's in sales, right? Because, and in equally, all of us, even if we don't know, we are also doing customer experience. Because if I am, you're not just a cashier at the drugstore. You are somebody that is interacting with somebody, with with the customer. You're not just uh, a shopkeeper, you know, that work in the aisle five. You really are also have the opportunity to ask about, ask about the customers that day. find out how, how is it that, you know, instead, of, instead of this question, hi, how can I help you? Which is such not a good question in retail, to be honest. People shut down, well, I'm just browsing. Oh, I'm just taking a look. Instead, really prompting with other things, like if you see them looking at something, oh, well, hey, welcome. It's such a great, great day outside. Um, oh, that's a beautiful candle. That fig uh, scent is very popular. If you like this, you know, I can show there's some other candles that will evoke this. I keep going back to candle just because there's one candle right in front of me that I keep looking. But my point is like, if if I am then going back to um, a more, be personal, put your own personal touch, right? And I think it goes back to hire people that at least make it somehow that they are engaged in whatever it is they're doing, whatever it is that your staff, even if they're, again, they're students, they're interns or whatever. But as long as they're in your shop, as long as they are interacting with your brand, what can you do as an owner, as a business owner to, yes, stimulate and encourage your staff to be as present as they can be during the time that they're working? And I say this because especially usually for Christmas, you end up having a lot more temp workers, right? Yeah. That uh, retailers tend to hire. Even if it's somebody, even if it is still just for a few orders, if a lot of their business has shifted uh, online, again, you're still gonna have to have people answer the questions on the chat, and so on and so forth. So I think it's important, it's that. Are they, are they in a place that they are, they, they are engaged? Are they, can they serve from their heart? And then also uh, just be, you know, it's not selling for the sake of selling, it's really fulfilling a need and uncovering a need and being able to go beyond and tying into what, how can you then fulfill that emotional need that your customer don't even know they have, but you can uncover by asking the questions.
0: I love this. And again, such simple, simple points that this is doable for every single retail or product based business out there. This isn't complicated. It's about taking the time, ensuring that your staff and your team have your understanding, that they know the expectations that you're setting And then they're meeting it with a smile on their face. Like, it's funny, anyone watching this on YouTube today will see that I'm like a nodding dog (laughs) because I 100% agree with everything you're saying. But obviously, look, we have to touch on the fact that the last 18 months has changed things. How do you think kind of going forward now, either consumer behavior or customer experience will change? change or do you think actually it's not about change it's about bringing it right back to the traditional aspect of emotion
1: well so look even forrester forrester research and forrester consulting they do great series on 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 cx and cx for sales and how things have changed and one thing that is very uh a few things have changed and i don't think they're ever going to go back is the fact that the customers are now uh used well they had they had to get used to do a lot of things online because we know the pandemic has put a lot of people to work remotely but then that also means some of the customer experience uh so let's say just customer service people say or sales people that would they used to just answer simple questions actually now they are expected to have a a more complex understanding be able to handle the more difficult cases Why? Because before you would escalate a lot. But right now, you know, when I get somebody, whether it's on my chat, the live chat that a lot of companies have, or if I call somebody, no longer as a consumer, I don't want to be passed around three three people. And that, that expectations is already there. And I think it's a good for us as consumers. It's also good for business that they understand that, you know what? Okay, let's upskill our, our team. And once you did that, uh, A, it... It empowers more of your, of your staff, all the frontline staff, because now, like I said, you're no longer just answering, Hi, oh, how can I help you? Uh huh, I'm just logging your complaint. No, you're here because you can add value to that customer, to whoever they called, whether they had a question about something that they purchased that it wasn't as expected. What can you do to facilitate that? Maybe answer questions that will help or facilitate the return process, right? Uh, so I think, A, that ease of doing business, that expectation is there. And I think now that is a lot higher than it used to be. And that's not going to go back. But the one other thing that I think has um, uh, perhaps gone back to the basics is less transactional and more human connection. That I think it's, you know, people have, uh, consumers in general realize that, you know what, Uh, I, I, and I say human connection because the customers also have understood that the 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 staff, the people that I'm doing business with they also had to go through a tough time yeah as absolutely. A business provider. yeah right. so, so in a way they're a little bit more um, I don't want to say linear but I, I'm more understanding yeah. and what I mean you know what I mean by that is if it's an insurance business, your know, car insurance before you probably would get very frustrated if somebody was asking you. For the third time, what's the name of your the number of your claim or your car license plate? Now you're like you know what you you're a bit more uh, uh, compassionate is the, the word. I think that the whole pandemic in a way has so yes it has increased the level of expectations in the sense of I expect now that but I expect now that whoever I'm speaking with will be able to be more helpful because they had to be, you know. Uh, but then also if um, if if. But also as a consumer, I think there's also a level of like understanding if if the staff is a bit, maybe they're a bit on the off day because they've been everybody has to has had to grow and had to go through so much working remotely a lot of people now, you know, you were talking about companies if it's a retail it's listen, it's a bit more simple but in general any business you end up having to do a lot of things that you used to be part of a company and part of a server you had to bring home. So I think that empathy is a bit more, uh, made, the cons- made the customers a bit more understanding of the difficulties that the business also had faced. And lastly, I would say the other thing that it's on all the retailers' adventures is that uh, globally we've seen this trend, customers or consumers in general are very much focused on how can I help my community? So buying locally has become, has gone back to be very posh, very, you want to support your community, you know, every business has been hit hard. So instead of me ordering fancy candles from Amazon, I am very much inclined to go to my local shop, you know what I mean? And support my local community because you know, they also struggle when business, when there was lockdown, when they couldn't uh, operate in normal hours because people were living and shopping as much. So that actually is something that's going to help retailers for
0: Christmas for sure. And I love that. And actually, in the previous episode, we were talking to a maker who who lives by that. She is local. She wants people to shop local. And as you say, this all comes down to the human connection, the emotional connection. And I think that's really positive for the industry going forward, that it comes down to basic basics, as you've taken us through this morning. Gosh, we could chat all day because yeah. I feel it's, you're, you're someone very much like me that really believes in simple customer experience, getting the basics right, having the foundation there, having the conversation with your team mm-hmm. to ensure that they deliver on an emotional level to ensure the customer keeps coming back. It's incredible. Yeah.
1: You know, one thing that I also going to add, which I know you are very ad- a big advocate of this on your training sessions as well, Melissa, is, and I fully agree, is engage your team. And by that is really ask them if they were to think of examples of what was a good service that they've had, yeah. whether it is buying their coffee or buying lunch, and what made that a good experience, and then they can share with their peers. I love that that type of stuff because it's simple, you know, yeah. uh, it's simple when they will bring it, they can speak in their own language. Similarly, if you ask them, okay, guys, I want you to say there was a weekend or whatever and after for the, you know, also like a little homework and I want you guys to come back with a negative experience. What was one you went and and all of us can give an experience, whether you went for dinner, and there wasn't, you know, the, the staff wasn't that helpful, or they recommended a bottle of wine, which was oh, absolutely not great, and you still end up paying for whatever it is. I think when you ask the, the staff, those are simple questions that the retailers and the, the can do to engage their staff and give, uh, ex- exemplify. The staff put them in their own words exemplify what is good sales good service and what is not good service not good sales and that would also help them like oh yeah i don't want to be that sales. i don't want to be kind of that person i want to be like the one that developed delivered a good service you know and a good uh, experience for my for my the customer that's coming in um and i, I still believe that of course if, as every business Yes, you increase your business by getting more new customers and spending more. But I still believe in the power of word of mouth and I believe in the power of referrals. Recommendation is so such a huge thing. And going back to what we said, especially when it comes to the local support in the local community. You know, I I was talking even a lot of us even here in Hong Kong, uh, there's a lot more of a uh, Actually, everywhere in the world, this also had been a trend. With the lockdown, there was a lot of new business popping up. People yeah. then started, right? Somebody decided, I'm going to start making sourdough from scratch. And I'm going to start making, you know, hand, hand-poured beeswax wax candles. I'm going to start making prints. And people start being a lot more uh, crafty or entrepreneurial. Therefore, those type of business, more than ever, would benefit from a word of mouth. And I would also say consumers are willing to pay a little bit extra to support their local community because they know it was something that it was made from uh, with with care, with attention, not mass produced. I think there's also part on that. And one last thing is, um, you know one thing that I find it's simple, especially for e-commerce that it doesn't cost so much is add a little note. You know, a personal small little note, whether it's somebody that's packing, even if it's just saying, thanks for your purchase, you know, packed by Christiane Ross. Uh, uh, We hope you enjoy this set of customized, whatever it is. And those little things, retailers may say, yeah, yeah, come on, nobody has time for that. But you'd be surprised. Whoever is doing the packing, slip one note, maybe you have something already pre-printed and you just sign Anything like those little extra touch, it's something small, but it goes a long way. And that's where it makes people to open a package, take a photo, post on Instagram, tag your business. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, that's so, that creates the buzz. And those are the buzz that, uh, that gets people to speak about and refer, and again, the word of mouth, it creates more of a ripple effect.
0: I love this. So today we've had so many examples of really simple ideas, cost-effective, you know, customer experience shouldn't cost you a lot. It comes exactly. from the heart. It's these tiny little nuggets of information that if you get behind and you implement, you're really going to see a shift in your business. So yeah. to finish off, tell me what's coming up in the next six months for you. What's next?
1: Oh, wow. So I've been working with um, different Different clients, some is actually in the e-commerce industry related to CBD business. Um, the other one that I'm trying to, to see if I'm able to help further, but probably it's going to be uh, more uh, with a bigger project is actually in the sports marketing. Uh, how can I help them to to lend some new clients related to, it's still related, it's sales, it's customer experience, but it's really focused on bringing sports to um. As, as, a, as a social agent and what I mean by that is Asia is, a, is quite unique but Hong Kong is even more unique than Asia is a big you know a big uh, co- different cultures but in Hong Kong you still have a, it's not easy like if you have a basketball tournament or if you have a soccer tournament you don't get people buying tickets and going so I'm working with this um, very focused sports uh, agency to help them grow their business as well and see how can we get more corporate sponsorships, how can we get the local community to be more in, engaged and and, and uh, uh, driven to go to a stadium, to be uh, participants in, in, a, in, a, in an actual match, which you see that a lot in, like, come on, you got football, soccer, in, you know, the cups are big in, in the UK, they're big in, in Brazil, and but it here it's still a little bit of a process, so that's not something else that I'm passionate about is sports to bring the community together.
0: Fantastic. Gosh, that sounds so interesting. So we'll definitely watch this space and keep an yes. eye on what you're doing next. Christiane, thank you so, so much for joining me today. It's, sure. you know, I love listening to your passion about consumer behavior and customer experience because it's definitely something that I am incredibly passionate about too. And it's really felt like listening to myself in some respects <laughs> this morning. It's been great to hear your insight and your experience and giving these simple, simple tips that everyone can take on board. So if you've enjoyed today's podcast, please, please, please like, share, comment in the section below. Tell us maybe your tips. Tell us if you've tried some of these tips over the last few years. And most of all, subscribe to the Retail Tea Break. So until next time, we'll see you then.